1: I'm Rika Simmons, and welcome to the Happy Vagina podcast. Coming up, we have Amy Lou Wood and Tanya Reynolds, stars of Netflix show Sex Education, talking about millennial sex and what it was like working with an intimacy therapist. But firstly, I just want to take a moment to tell you about Kindred, a new social media platform which allows you to share the things that you love while donating to the charity of your choice. Yes, it really is as simple as that. You post your favourite new coat, lipstick or beauty product, make a genuine recommendation to your followers and a percentage of any sale goes to your favourite charity. And as if that wasn't good enough, a percentage of the sale goes directly to you too. Or if you're feeling super flush, you can choose to give all your commission away. You can download the new app at www.kindred.co Kindred, share what you love. Hello and welcome to The Happy Vagina, where we shame-bust thoughts and feelings around all things sex, gynaecology and female body judgement. We share honestly about our experiences, so you can do the same leading to better health, better sex, and better lives. I'm Mika Simmons, I'm at the Albright, and slightly intimidatingly, today on The Happy Vagina, we have the stars of Netflix, sex education, Amy Lou Wood and Tanya Reynolds. Hiya! Hello. welcome you two. <laughs> Full disclosure, the last few days, I've actually been obsessing about whether or not you should be interviewing me. Oh. So shall we swap places?
2: No. no, no. <laughs> We don't know as much as it probably seems (laughs) like we know.
1: Okay, okay, good. For the listeners who do not know, sex education is a smash hit show set in a sixth form college. So, Amy and Tanya, to make you feel really at home, we thought we'd start with a quiz. Oh, gosh. You please. Please prepare yourselves for A-level vagina. First five questions, are true or false? Okay? Mm -hmm. Number one. The clitoris has less nerve endings than the penis.
2: False. false. That
1: is false. That is right. It actually has twice as many. It has 8,000.
2: Getting Legend.
1: <laughs> the clitoris <laughs> is a legend. It's actually made up of 18 distinct parts, a mixture of erectile tissue, muscle and nerves, and is similar to a wishbone in shape. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't break it, though. Second no. question. Ouchie. <laughs> Amy Polar called her vagina the Angelina Jolie of vaginas.
2: True. I bet she did say that, she that, yeah. Does. she
1: did say that you girls are doing really well (laughs) in her book yes please Amy wrote I don't consider myself beautiful or famous but my vagina certainly is everyone knows this it is the Angelina Jolie of vaginas okay third question a woman's hymen the thin membrane that surrounds the opening of the vagina always breaks on penis entry when a woman loses her virginity false it can just stretch can't it yeah that is absolutely right even more interestingly there's some research that indicates with the change of hormones in girls by the mid-20s the hymen can just disappear
2: which Mm -hmm. i didn't know that
1: really yeah just disintegrate where did you go (laughs) (laughs) question four this is for you too special question Mm -hmm. menstrual synchrony do you know about that
2: yeah Yeah. yes
1: is it so Menstrual synchrony is when you live or work with people and yeah. your periods start to align and happen at the same time. True or false? It must be true. true. Definitely true. It has to be because it happens all the time. Yeah. Absolutely false. There no. Have been- what? I know. False. There have been multiple studies, multiple studies over the past several decades, not years, decades, that clearly disprove this myth. But despite there what? being no scientific studies to prove it, it goes on as a
2: fact. Because I just feel like it is true. Because... When, you're, when you have a group of female friends and one of you is on your period and you go, oh, that's me next. I'm next. Give me a couple yeah. of hours. And then and then it happens. Bada bing, bada boom.
1: Well, the, the, the research shows there's more experiences when that doesn't happen than when uh-huh. it does. And it's to do with the variables in the 28-day cycle. So you have basically a kind of 10-day window when you could get your period.
0: I wonder if that's because so many women are on the pill. So their periods are like... Um, Scheduled. Oh, interesting. You know I mean? So,
1: how can they know?
0: Yeah, because you you get you just if you're on the pill, you just get your period like the same time oh, every month. It I, doesn't really move. So I like, just like to
2: believe that the moon, you know, yeah, is is kind of bonding all of us gals together. And I'm just going to believe that that's yeah. happening. Well, we are 70 to 80 percent water in our bodies, and the
1: moon affects the water and the tides and makes the tides come in and out. So, I think the moon does affect us. But apparently, our periods do not synchronize when we work together. So when you're back on set for sex education, you can share that little nugget of information with your co-stars. Okay. Final true or false question: There is a new form of plastic surgery which enhances your G-spot. <laughs> <laughs> Just need to say that Amy LeWood right now looks really shocked. I'm and intrigued. Of, <laughs> I'm, I, she's intrigued. Tell, Tell me, me more. Is it true? But it's true. It is devastatingly true.
0: Yeah. Hi. Uh, yeah. Wait to enhance to to make it. Bigger. To what
1: they do is they to, to make it more sensitive and bigger. So it's about one hundred and fifty pounds. You can get your G spot amplified with a G shot. No. And they basically <laughs> inject collagen into the location of the G spot if they can find it. Let's face it, yeah. um, to enlarge the area.
0: I thought the G spot was like a <sighs> mythical kind no, of. No, I found mine. like an a- area. No, I you found, found
1: mine. it. Yeah, I've definitely found it.
0: But like in as the in... last
1: like five years.
0: As in you can physically pinpoint it no, inside. I,
1: no. There is a specific place on the on the inner wall, which is actually just behind the clitoris. Yeah. So if you went back from the clitoris back to the wall behind it, it's there. Yeah. And I think it's to do with shape okay. of penis. Ah.
0: <laughs> yes. It
1: may also be to do with age. taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, someone recently told me that the, that the two most Google sex facts. Yeah. Do you know this already? No, do,
2: no.
1: Are, where's the G spot? Yeah. And how do you make a woman orgasm? Oh, wow. Those are the two most Googled sex facts. Wow. Yeah, and the person who told me was like, I'm really happy that men are looking for this. And I was a bit like, maybe it's women looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were your five true or false questions. We've now got some personal questions for
0: you. Okey-doke. Brief or G-string? <laughs> Brief. One million percent. Brief, however, for some reason, I just have
2: loads of G-strings. And I feel like <laughs> it's because my mum bought me, like, multi-packs of G-strings. Oh, yeah. And I've just kind of, ha- I just have them. So, like, every day I'll open my drawer and I'll go, oh, fuck it, another, another thong it is. <laughs> and I, I, no, but briefs, obviously, I prefer. Do you? But for some reason, I always wind up with a bloody g-string up my ass
0: i think they're the most uncomfortable (laughs) yeah they are
2: i just have so many of them
1: i love a g-string Really? yeah i don't find them Mm. uncomfortable i also love a brief in fact i just recently some girlfriends of mine who have a little business that makes organic pants sent me Mm. tons and i've got to be honest when i open the drawer in the morning Mm. the organic big pants Mm. really call my name Mm-hmm. They're like Nika put us Nika on, <laughs> put us on. But I also really enjoy, especially if it's a bit. You have to buy a g-string a bit big. You
0: right.
1: have to buy them one or two sizes too big. But I like the the spaciousness of it.
2: It, go, it, it goes like, up your bum, but on purpose. Yeah, it's like it feels. If you get a, a good one,
1: wedgie. Lululemon do a really good one. They just kind of sit there. Okay, okay. Bit of product placement. They are just, just so you that all was, know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my address is. <laughs>
0: Okay, Brazilian or Bush? Bush. Bush. You can be arse. I can't, I cannot be fucked. Okay, good. Really, I
2: can't. Sometimes, and it isn't for, this isn't for the man. This isn't for Mm. the man that I want to be like, I'm a baby, look at my. Because that's fucking weird. But sometimes I do just do it for myself. I'll just be like, I'm just going to do some, I'm going to just Mm. wipe it,
0: wipe it, you know, whatever. But not... But most of the time. No, yeah. I'm the same. With shaving in general, I just, I will just shave whenever I feel like it mm. rather than mm. for any specific purpose. Mm. Yeah. And I just don't really care. I just don't care. If you're going to go on a day. Yeah, I might give it, I might yeah. give it a little trim. Might yeah. give it a little trim. I, I, I try and keep it like neat. Yeah, um, Yeah, grooming. Groom. Yeah, groomed. <laughs> A groomed bush. A groomed bush. The girls from sex education are into a groomed bush. <laughs> That's a groomed bush.
2: A Lululemon.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I do have an issue with a lot of swimsuits these days and because they they do they they assume that the bush doesn't exist. Yeah. And they they so the it's, it's hard to get everything covered and feel comfortable yeah. so you kind of feel I feel like I have to kind of mm. keep it maintained for the sake of swimming costumes and yeah. bikini bottoms and stuff yeah mm. but I yeah mm. but I prefer physically I prefer looking at a at a bush mm. personally
2: yeah, mm. yeah. I, f- I feel like on set as well I feel the pressure to not like you know sex scenes and stuff I'm definitely like that's when I'd probably shave because I just feel weird really? Mm. Well, just like, I don't know, I feel like only because, because it's a bit of a taboo to be hairy Mm. as a woman, Mm. I feel like when people, I can see people like clocking my legs sometimes if I've not shaved or whatever, and I can see them going, oh God, she must be so embarrassed right now. So there's this weird thing where it's like, I'm not embarrassed. I want to kind of wear a little sticker label thing Mm. that says, I know I'm hairy and I'm not ashamed. (laughs) It's more people imagining that I am embarrassed that makes me yeah. embarrassed. I'm not actually embarrassed of the hair. Mm-hmm. I'm just, don't like the awkward thing of when you see someone clocking your armpits or something and yeah. they're going, oh, she's forgotten to do, I'm not forgotten. Yeah. I just didn't want yeah. to. So you're not saying they're actually judging you. It's
1: weird. It's like really weird codependent shame. Yes, they're is. They're wondering whether or not you're
2: ashamed. Exactly. They're not even ashamed. They're not even ashamed. just worried they're, that you're they're ashamed. They're worried that I'm embarrassed, which I, I feel like, you know, if I was straddling someone in a sex scene and there were, there was puby yeah. bits. I feel like people be going, "Oh God, bless her," and that's the thing that makes me want to shave. Yeah, the pity. Yeah. I don't want your. I don't want your pity. Yeah. Okay. What do you want?
1: Tampon okay. or moon cup?
2: <gasps>
0: wow. Tanya, <gasps> take it away. <laughs> is this is a question for Tanya. <laughs> Amy's heard the story like seven times. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm ready for the eighth. So I, I got a moon cup recently because I. Um, I actually had a. I went for lunch with Bryony Gordon. Yeah. And we had a really good moon cup discussion. I was like, I'm doing it, I'm buying it. Yeah, she's all up for it. Isn't she, she loves it. Yeah. She was such She sold it to me. Yeah. And my housemate uses one. My best mate uses one. So I got a moon cup and I was so excited about it. And after, like, it's very terrifying. But after I'd figured out how to fold it and get it in, I was very excited about it. It was in there. Yeah. And then I went to take it out. I don't want to scare people. Because the moon cup is an excellent, excellent thing, and I think it just takes some getting used to. But I just, I thought that once you put it in, because you meant to put it as low to the entrance of the vagina as possible, mm. I thought it stayed there. I did not know it moves. <gasps> it, it, it...
2: Well, if it's full? <laughs> it makes my knees go weak.
0: <laughs> it just, it just, it just moves around. Right. And I, <clears throat> I wasn't aware of that, and... I, I don't I, think
1: it should. I think they come in different sizes. I think you do need to find the ones the right size yeah, for you. May,
0: maybe I just got like because the standard moon cup, moon cup is like you get one if you're if you've had children or, or under thirty or right. one if you haven't or if you have had children or, or something. So I just got the smallest one, but um, it just like fucking vanished. Like it just I went to get it out and I couldn't reach it and I couldn't <gasps> get it out. It was so high up. and like I couldn't get purchase on it because I could feel, I could just about poke it I was squatting on the floor like poking (laughs) it and I just couldn't like grab the bottom of it because you're meant to pinch it to pull it out were you scared? I would have been scared and I was trying to relax because obviously the more more scared you get the more tense you get the higher it fucking goes oh my god yeah and it was like it was just terrifying because I was like what do I do if I can't get it out?
1: yeah Go to the
0: hospital, actually, for listeners. If this is
1: happening to you, you go to the hospital, (laughs) that is what you do. A&E for you. Oh, my God. But it... it, I got I can tell you that people do go to A&E with weirder things than a moon cup stuck inside. them. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't... They wouldn't judge you. No. 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 And I...
0: Yeah. It was just... It was just very alarming. And I just was quite shaken about it. Um, I mean, I did get... You you always get it out. You can't go anywhere. Like... But apparently... um, Apparently, the taller you are, the longer your vagina. Yeah. So I think I was just got quite a long vagina, maybe. Right. And it just kind of went up there, and maybe I need to get one specifically. For so, my have you, are you are you now are yeah. you now
1: like off of them for a while? I am so now, you, yeah, because
0: that just shook me up so badly that I just it's really frightened me. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of my friends have had kind of like scary first because it takes getting used to, mm. but all of my friends mm. love it and and would never go back. And I want to get there, but I just think Not I need quite, some yeah. time.
1: Yeah, maybe Bryony could give you a lesson. She'd be I mean, yeah. I can tell you right now that Bryony Gordon would be so up for that.
0: Yeah. And Moon Mooncup Cup workshops. Person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love no, I that. don't. I'm scared now. I'm Amy, sorry, I you're a tampon person. Because I
2: think I've probably got a long vagina as well. <laughs> you probably do, though. <laughs> so you're a tampon person. I am a tampon person. I actually had to wear pads recently. Did you? Because of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, how in God's name... Does anyone wear pads?
1: Well, I, I started, my mum my was, you know, part of the feminist movement in the 70s. So when I got my periods, first of all, we were camping in the south of France, okay? Camping in the south of France at a nature's camping site. I was quite young, I was about nine and I yeah. got my period. And my mum mm. was anti-tampons really? because of the bleach. You could only use yeah. a sanitary towel mm. or a natural um, sponge, mm-hmm. but mm. she only had sanitary towels with her. So, I started my journey with my periods only yeah, using sunshine. I, I, I so used really pads and I At yeah. a Nature's Camp with bikinis. Yeah. I came out of the loo and my mum had organised a party for me with the whole campsite.
0: Oh my God, that's so sweet!
1: That is no. so sweet. It's, it's totally, totally traumatising. <laughs> Mum, I know wherever you are up in heaven, I still love you, but it was traumatising, Mum. Yeah. Oh, bless you. <laughs> She's got her period! Woohoo! I didn't know half the people there. It was a bit like being a celebrity when you oh have a birthday God. and you don't really want... <laughs> what, were
2: people cheering? It was like it was quite intense. <laughs> That's so sweet and awful at the same time. I just know I'm going to see that
1: in like in sex education at
2: some stage. Oh well, yeah, definitely 100%. stealing my story. I feel like if Jean had a daughter instead of a son, yeah. she would yeah. definitely have thrown her a period party. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's all right,
1: we can reference my mum being like Julian. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, clitoral or G spot?
2: Clitoral.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. Last question: vibrator or vegetable? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, vibrator wait vegetable what do you mean, vibrator or do you mean vegetable? An actual i vegetable? did carrot
2: yeah i put a Cucumber? carrot up there once did you when did i was you? when i was younger because i was so terrified of losing my virginity that i thought i've got oh, have a sp- i've got I've, I've got to practice so i went downstairs and i got a carrot and i went upstairs and i tried to get it, it didn't, didn't go in and um i tried how old were you oh i was like 14 or 15 and then my mom said babe why was there a carrot in your bed <laughs> I was like I don't know leave it there though why just don't touch it, just don't touch it okay <laughs> but yeah Rob. yeah yeah
1: okay good thank you that was the end of
2: the uh, a level vagina
1: quiz Ooh. and you have got you got four right Excellent. and then your personal questions you got them all right Weirdly, just for the people who are listening today, who poor them have not watched Sex Education yet, can you just tell us a little bit about your characters, Amy and Lily?
2: Um, Amy, Amy Gibbs yeah. is well. She goes on quite a journey in the first season. I yeah. think when you first meet her, she is very eager to please in every aspect of her life. So with her friends, you know, she's the she's the gal who has the house party and and tra- and lets her house just be trashed. And she'd rather feel the wrath of her parents just to please Mm. her popular friends. Mm. She's just one of those girls who just... She's codependent and she's a people pleaser. And that definitely um, also applies to her sex life. Because the first scene of the whole series is her riding this guy. Being, uh, yeah... Being very over the top <laughs> with her, she's very, very determined. determined, very um, enthusiastic. She's clearly watched some porn and has studied it, and is yeah. And I was worried about that first scene because she's she goes on and on about the fact that I'm going to come, all this stuff, and it's like you're not going to come, babe. There is no way that you're enjoying this, um, and I really wanted people to. I really hope that people carried on and stuck with the series because then in episode six. She has a meeting with Otis, who is um, kind of the, the sex school's educator. sex, edu- sex yeah. therapist. Yeah. But he's only sixteen and he's a virgin. But um, <laughs> she and, and she basically she says, "No, I've I've, I've always been fake, yeah. I've, I, I've, I've, and she's never masturbated, and she's always had a boyfriend. And she sees sex as a kind of a, a currency. It's like, oh, if I have sex with this boy, then I will get back validation mm. and." and company as well like she has this one bit with Maeve where she says Maeve's like what's so great about having a boyfriend and she's like oh because you always have someone to hang out with because mm. she's just lonely and but she's got a really golden call like she's a really good person and she takes yeah she she becomes really empowered by the end of the series yeah
1: you know, one of the things that actually really struck me about that first scene where you are having fake sex is that And I was so grateful to see it because I definitely identify. Like, not today, but there's Mm. been a lot of relationships where I have faked orgasms, a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And um, sometimes just to get on with it. Other times, mostly because I didn't know what I wanted. But also, the most important thing is it's because we learn what an orgasm should look like Mm -hmm. and sound like Mm -hmm. via television and film. Mm -hmm. So, and and that's not what it looks like for me. Mm -hmm. Mine are like messy and they take ages Mm -hmm. and they think they're gonna come and then they don't come and they do and then they don't come. And there's this kind of, there was this preconceived idea in my head when I was younger which is what I saw Mm -hmm. your character Amy represent Mm -hmm. was that that perfect thing that happens that you know you come at the same time as them and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and you just completely you know smashed that opening scene and amazing.
2: But I read this thing about like don't like emancipation will not happen until we see like in sex scenes and we see real sex and real female pleasure yeah. represented on TV yeah. and so I know a lot of people will have watched that first scene and gone oh bloody hell here we go again yeah. so I was just but I knew that I had to fully commit to the whole fake thing yeah. but I was also just really nervous that people n- picked up on the fact that it was fake yes. and that she what because I didn't want another thing of where people go oh so the guy's plugging away yeah. just you know doing like not Completely ignoring the clitoris and all yeah. that stuff, and she and uh, and she's having a whale of a time. Yeah. So it's like I, I was I was very I was thinking please watch please watch her journey because You'd basically being codependent with the
1: entire potential watching
2: audience. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's how I, I very I, I relate a lot to the character. Um, yes.
1: And and Lily, just tell us a little bit about Lily. So in
0: the first series, she's um, she's very she's kind of separate to. Everybody else. She kinda of keeps to herself. Mm. She plays the clarinet and the swing band. Mm. And she's um she's a really amazing erotic graphic novelist. That's right. And she draws the most excellent naughty comics. Mm. And she's obsessed with sex. She's mm. so um fucking horny for it. And um she in season one, like her whole ambition is she wants to have sex purely as like a experimental like she wants to know what it feels like because she's she's obsessed with writing about it and Mm. she's she's got her like whole fan fiction thing going on Mm. and she wants to she just wants she's investigative and she and direct and so she just goes out and tries to get it so it's quite
1: like a rational cerebral decision it's like i must have sex so that i can know what that is
0: yeah she's like i want to know what it is so i can write about it truthfully and Mm. um yeah so but she doesn't
1: really have a relationship with her body then it's more not really no. and that's
0: why she discovers um as the series goes on that she has a, a condition called vaginismus yeah. which so many people don't know about mm. but it's um it's a it's like a condition where your vagina just does not let anything in yeah. so when she eventually goes to have sex and she's thrilled about it and she's so excited because she's been trying to make this happen for so long. And a boy, because she's always asking boys to have sex with her and they always say no because she's, bless her heart, so weird. Weird and brilliant. (laughs) She's a legend. But she um, finally meets a boy who's on her wavelength and they try and have sex and they can't. And she can't understand why. Um, But it's because she's so because her vagina is just a couple of steps ahead of her Mm. mind her Mm. mind she thinks rationally she's like i want to have sex so i should be able to have sex and why isn't this working whereas her vagina knows Mm. she's like you're not ready for this Mm. you don't this isn't what you want well she's Um,
1: disassociated i'd say i mean that's maybe that's a judgment
0: but i'd say she's just
1: she, she there's not the connection between yeah she
0: she has like a like a plan for her life and yeah. she knows exactly where she wants to go and what she wants to do and how and she's she's she's, she's, she's drawn it so yeah she's literally drawn yeah. it. she's mapped it out and yeah. she's so many steps ahead of kind of everyone else all of her peers she's not really there at school she's like just doing it so that she can get to the next stage of her life and yeah. when her body is going is kind of contradicting her yeah She's thrown off balance and is like, "What?" And she's and because she's kind of a bit, like, bit of a robot.
1: She goes on a really lovely journey. Mm. I mean, the 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 show I have, I've got to say that. Um, I mean, I've never watched anything like it. You know, Dawson's Creek was our version of that when I was growing up, which is just <laughs> like, when I, mean, I did learn a bit, but like, and I, I've always thought of myself as quite open-minded and sort of thinking about everything, especially as I told you my mum was a feminist, so I had quite extraordinary experiences growing up. And then I watched Sex Education and I was literally like, Mika? Stand yourself down to the woody jumper brigade. You are not overminded, <laughs> because I was, I was, I wasn't shocked by the content, but I could only do one episode at a time, because, really? yeah. and it wasn't disturbing. It was exciting and brilliant, and I was like, yes. But I found it overwhelming, and it mm. made me want to cry a lot because I didn't have that when I was young, and mm. I'm just so excited that the mm. young people coming through today have got it. I think I really wanted to know for you two whether or not there was a moment or moments before it came out where you were really frightened about how explicit it was
2: and and your commitment to a show that's a game changer. Yeah, it was it was definitely nerve wracking. Having to... Because you're trying to... Because there hasn't really been a show like it, people weren't getting the picture when I was trying to express that, <sighs> that there was, was explicit. <laughs> so I'm going to my family and my friends and stuff, no, it's full on. It's full on. And they're all going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, it's you've got sex scenes. Ew, I, you know, and they're thinking of like pole dark and like you know yeah. pulling up a skirt rumpy and having a, a, a rumpy pumpy in the stables or something. And I'm like, no, 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 guys, I don't think you're getting it. Like, it's called sex education for a reason. Yeah, it's full on. In the first ten seconds, it's already kicked off. It's and they're going, yeah. And then when they watched it, everyone went, okay, fair play, mm-hmm. fair play. This is a lot. So it was just because it is so new and so fresh which is amazing and there hasn't really been anything like it before it's hard to describe it was hard before it came out to fully try and get people to grasp what the show was and I think people struggled even when they were watching it like what is this thing like Mm -hmm. what is this Mm. and then I think once you get past the second or third episode and you're in the swing of it you go Mm. oh right this is great Mm. yeah so it was nerve-wracking but I also had so much faith in it. Like, yeah. I just thought, God, yeah. people are going to love this. Mm. Like, I would have loved mm. this mm. so much mm. if I had this when I was 16 years old yeah. and I would have been so soothed. <laughs>
1: and you, Tanya, did you, were there like, was there a moment when you just sort of, the floor went underneath you and you were like, ah, this is really scary.
0: Yeah, I think I think the, the practicalities of shooting it, like certain scenes, definitely having those moments of, being like oh this is going to be seen by millions of people and Mm. my parents and all that Mm. lot Mm. but um, really because um, this is a show like Amy said that we would have loved to have seen when we were teenagers and you you kind of feel like you have or I certainly felt like I had a bit of a responsibility to Mm. a younger generation Mm. to like to to talk about these subjects and Mm. these issues Mm. and like Amy's storyline for example like I can imagine that being so terrifying physically to like film that first, that opening scene. Mm. But like the the whole context of that storyline, it's so important to talk about and to educate young girls about their own pleasure. Yeah. And so it kind of feels like, you know, it's scary, obviously, on a human level, yeah, because yeah. you're like exposing yeah. yourself, but it's for a greater good. Yeah. It is.
1: Like yeah. you're all what's really um beautiful about the season or the series, the first series, is that you're all actually kind of on the same journey. Like, every, mm-hmm. and you know, you all got a very different starting point. So, so Amy, your character, Amy, is overly sexualized but not mm-hmm. really connected. Mm-hmm. Lily, who you play, Tanya, is wants to be sexualized but isn't connected (laughs) so in a way all the characters are kind of on the same arc they've Mm -hmm. all got this kind of journey of getting to know their bodies getting to know Mm -hmm. what it is they really like because it is about education Mm -hmm. speaking of education Mm -hmm. I just wondered if you could tell us what education sex education was like at your school Tanya do you want to start
0: um like really male focused I feel like I just remember learning about um, male masturbation, male wet dreams. Wow, did you? Um, penises, balls. Whereas the vagina was <laughs> kind of a bit skimmed over. It's kind of like, oh, you menstruate every month and it's terrible. And if you get, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and it's terrible. And mm. like, I felt like <laughs> sex education was a bit fear for women. It was a bit fear-inducing. It's mm. like it felt like, and I think this is a case for a lot of young girls. You you grow up believing that sex isn't for you. It's something that happens to you Mm. uh, rather than with you. And you're just taught about... Yeah, we learnt so much about wet dreams. I knew so much about wet dreams Mm. and yet I didn't know... Did you? I was masturbating as a a young girl. How old were you
1: when you started masturbating? Oh,
0: like... So young, maybe like four or something, like not knowing what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and feeling really the normal, shame actually. of this thing yeah. that no one's talking about. Yeah, I don't think we once had a class.
2: Amy, what was it like for you? Just the same, the same. Mm. It was so male centric. It was, it was, you know, and and it was so lot bio- It was biology. It wasn't about. It was ha- sex in in regards to, like, reproduction and all the terrible Mm. things that happen to women, like the pain and the bleeding and and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Nothing about sex uh, for pleasure Mm. at all. Mm. And if there was maybe a mention of pleasure, it would be about male pleasure. Like, and, you know, when he's reached the climax, he (laughs) will ejaculate (laughs) sperm and you will be pregnant for nine months, feeling sick and pissing constantly. (laughs) You know, it's like... It's it it was just so it was just biology. It was a biology class that people rushed through very yeah, quickly yeah. because the teacher was so embarrassed. And then I had one time that uh, someone who worked at a sexual health clinic, a local sexual health clinic came in and she was great and she was teaching us how to put condoms on bananas and yeah. stuff. Oh, you had that. But that was only I like heard an about that. I thought it was a PSH. myth. Did that actually no, happened. It did happen <gasps> once. But again, it was about fear. It was about fear. <gasps> the same thing it was a fear based thing it was these are the STDs Mm. that you could get if you don't wear protection you will get pregnant all that stuff it wasn't there still wasn't Mm. a mention of how you can enjoy sex and why it can be a lovely thing
0: and also what I thought was really bad what I distinctly remember was the girls being taken out of the room to be told about periods yeah where and I had this realisation a couple of years ago where one of my best male friends and we were like you know we'd just graduated university we were like 21 fully grown adults and he actually asked me like what what actually happens on a period and he's a very educated boy Mm. and he had no idea he was like so what you like bleed for like six day seven day or whatever and Mm. he just had no idea Mm. and i think that's really bad i think that boys need to be just as educated about periods as girls do Mm.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of it's as if they're doing you a favour. It's I remember mm. the vibe being, oh, because the boys don't need to know about this, do they, girls? Yeah, they don't need to know about this. <laughs> and you know, it was all that stuff like the reason why tampons are packaged that way, so they look like sweets, yeah. so the boys don't know that you've got those icky, yeah, icky shame. times it's so where you're
1: weird, it's, isn't it? The and and then sets the shame. Feel. It like yeah. sets it. Basically, it then kind of. I mean, although you're talking about periods, not sexual encounters, whether it be self pleasure or with someone else. But essentially, you, got, you sort of get this message that this is something that's private and that yeah. you shouldn't share. And then how can you possibly find a vocabulary to have a really great relationship with your own body or even more someone else? And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
2: Mm,
0: yeah. You
1: know, but my mum used to have vagina examining workshops in our she's family literally home. She's, she's gene. gene. She <laughs> is jeans. So I used to get home from school and there would be like mirrors over and I'd be like mum what have you been doing and she'd be like yeah I've had some women over we've been like getting to know our vaginas but I do feel very grateful that I had a mother who was so open and encouraging about my womanhood and I think I probably had a better relationship with my vagina because of it. Let's just get straight in there. Can you tell me your earliest memory of your
2: vagina? Amy let's start with you. I say this a lot but it's just because it's true and it's always in my mind, is that I used to love the shoots by the pool, at the side of the pool, you know, you the water too? shoots. And you'd just chill out there. And and that was that was when I when I was in the pool, I was definitely very aware of my vagina. How old were you? Oh, young. Because it was like, oh, that feels well good. And then there were the floats, <laughs> like the noodle floats. Yeah. That you could kind of like basically <laughs> straddled and it felt really good. And so I was But my mum was very See, my mum wasn't like your mum. No, I, there were very few mums like <laughs> She's great, yeah. but she was very much, you know, it would. There was an obsession with my privates. She called them privates, right. and she'd say, "Your privates are your privates. Your privates oh, are your privates. If anyone ever asks to see your nunu." you say, you, what do you say? And me and my sister would go, my privates are my privates, you know? And it was this thing of like, my dad would be walking around the house with like, you know, with his dressing gown open yeah. and my mum would be like, Mike, how am I supposed to teach the girls that the privates are the privates when you're walking around like, they're your Publix. you know, all this stuff. And like, it was very much like, uh, right, if you have a bath with bubble bath, mm. make sure that you then have a shower because you will get itchy privates and you will get the... Wow, was all, your mum sounds when great. She gets out of the, when you get out of the swimming pool need to go for a shower because the chlorine will give you itchy. So there was a lot of stuff about like trying to avoid itchy privates. Yeah, but it's <laughs> also teaching great boundaries. It was great, but it did, it, it was great, but it, it inspired a lot of, I felt like my, I didn't think I realised until I was older that the, the vagina mm. is so robust mm. and like strong mm. and powerful. Mm. I always felt like it was this very, like, fragile thing that I had to be... And obviously, you should be careful with it for other reasons. But as in, you know, the the mermaid bubble bath that everyone had that was shaped like a mermaid, I wasn't allowed that because my mum was convinced that it would just Mm. give me the horrendous thrush. But she's right. I mean, you know... (laughs) She's right, but I was very much about my privates. I was very conscious of my privates Mm. from a very early age. Mm. But in in a way of, like, people are going to ask... Like, I would think, you know, that... Pedophiles. I was. It was. You know. It was an obsession. Like people were going to ask to see my nunu, and it was this thing that had to be kept on lockdown because yeah. it's this thing that it's yours. It's private mm-hmm. and it's private, and that's true. And it is good boundaries, so but it's, it's a bit all, too much. It was quite fear-inducing mm-hmm. again. It yeah. was very much like, you know, this is that your privates are this secret.
0: Tanya, what was your earliest experience um, or memory? I really can't remember, but I. Um, I do remember just a period of time when my me and my best friend at primary school were like obsessed with masturbation and we had no idea what it was. We did not know what we were doing, but we did it all the time and we spoke about it all the time. And um, I remember sitting in the back of class in like year two or something. I just remember, like we would just like had this. We just were doing, yeah, it, like, exploring. Nice, but, like we both knew that we were doing nice. it. Nice, I love that. Um, but I think that would probably be it.
1: You, you, you had an intimacy director on set, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of been spoken about quite a lot. And I, I think, what I really want to know is. Or maybe you decided to keep your, your, you as a as a human being very separate to your characters, but whether or not making sex education and working with an institute director has
2: transformed your own relationship to your body and sex. I've definitely let things that I've learnt nourish me mm. from sex education, but I do also think it is very important to keep the character and the character's sex life very yeah. separate because like Ita, who's the int- intimacy director just kept saying that she didn't want us to watch the scenes back and go oh my god i have just revealed to millions of people how i have sex or how i masturbate yeah. and she oh. she she didn't want us to have that horrendous like a vulnerability hangover where you're going oh my god i have just shown the world me in my most private personal state so mm. she was very much like that's why we did the animal mating sounds mm. and the animal um, rhythms because she was like I want you to watch it back and still feel like you're watching the character, the character. especially with the masturbation stuff because if you're call if you if the only thing you're calling on is your sounds that you make and your rhythm and your everything then you're gonna watch that back and just think oh my god everyone has just seen me wank Mm. and that's not right because it's not porn it's we're not porn stars we're actors so it's very important i think to make sure that you're always looking at the sex stuff, and as the same with all the scenes but especially the sex stuff, okay, this is the character, this is the character, this isn't me. And there are methods to make sure that we keep that separate, two separate things. It is
1: also shot. I felt, in a very um, kind of pragmatic way because there wasn't, and I, and I can find things arousing when I watch them on TV or, or in film, and I didn't with sex education because it's kind of shot in a way that is like educational or, mm. or, or just, it's kind of like bare it's like, yeah. this is what happens, and this is what it looks like. Yeah. So I feel like they protected you from being objectified, in a way. Yeah, there wasn't, a like, nice, lovely, yeah. moody lighting. Yeah. And... and it was funny yeah. as well, which funny. sex is funny, yeah. let's face it. It's
0: hilarious.
1: Yeah. I've got to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I've okay. been told that we're not allowed to use the word virgin anymore. Is that true?
0: Do you know, I... Heard... That it's
1: archaic, and that it's, like, hasn't been reclaimed, and it's got negative connotations.
0: I'm... Literally heard yesterday, um, I di- uh, from an int- uh, intimacy director um, that I, I don't. I didn't hear about the word virgin, but I heard that um, the phrase lose your virginity is yeah. now kind of yeah. um, being binned yeah. because it implies that it's something when you have sex you're giving yeah. something up to that person yeah. and, now, and now we have to say having sex for the first time
1: Yeah. so, so Tanya <laughs> your character Lily is very keen to have sex for the first yeah. time she's really clear about what it is that she wants mm. even though there's some challenges that she faces mm. she's really really clear did you identify with that like as a young woman did you know what you wanted have you learned what you want how are you developing with your relationship with sex and your body?
0: Um, I think at first, because I think as I, as I was young, like, I think, I just told you, I was wanking for, from a very <laughs> young yeah, age. Yeah, wanking for Britain. Wanking for Britain. Uh, so I was just always very, like, I felt always felt very sexual. Um, and I, I was always very aware of that. But then when I kind of got to my teenage years there was there was a lot of fear around sex for me. Like, and it was... Even though I, I knew that I wanted it because I was just always very sexually charged, mm. shall we say. Mm.
1: From the early year exp- experimenting with masturbation, mm. that continued. It was still very
0: much in yeah, you. Yeah, like, I was always kind of... Yeah, as just intrigued by sex and, like, excited by it and, and wanted it um with the right person or the right people. But, um... I was scared of it, I think. Not scared of it, but I just... And I think it was a lot of to do with the way that sex is... The way that you're taught sex education at school and the way that the, the dialogue around sex... Mm. Um, about sex around mm. young girls. I just felt like it wasn't for me and I shouldn't want it. And if I want it, then that means that I'm a slut. Or so I'm, you felt yeah, shame um, around it? Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. felt shame around it. Which I didn't realise at the time, but it's only now such in hindsight i can look back and think isn't it a
1: shame yeah i would say that i was sexualized a bit too young that Mm. we were all at it a bit too young that's my personal Mm. opinion of what happened the worst thing is the shame around it so Mm. the judgment from people around you and the fact that somehow or other we're not really encouraged just to be the sexual being that we are Mm. at that stage in our life like if you want to be have a very strong sex drive age 14 Mm. i'm not suggesting that you should then go and have sex with a lot of people but it's like somehow you start to then push that down Mm. because you're embarrassed about it. Yeah. You know, because you hear what other people call people that are like that, particularly women.
0: Yeah. Particularly women. But I think as well, like, if you are, like... I think it's hard when you're young and you're not... and you don't know what your sexuality is and you're kind of not... you're not, like... if if you're attracted to men or whatever yeah and you kind of know that's what you want and you kind of go after that then that's i don't know i imagine that must make it clearer but for if you're kind of a bit confused and you don't really know that's like a whole other thing and i think i just didn't yeah i I mean i'm like as i'm older now i'm obviously like i know exactly what i want and i'm so much more lily now yeah for sure yeah but as a kid like so much shame and confusion and yeah. but yeah. one
1: of the one of the things that just you know talking about shame in the way I mean I think it's boys and girls at school can shame each other but one of like the highlights for me of the of the season was the my vagina
0: mm.
1: scene where essentially you say what happened.
2: Well, there's a nude picture well it's a picture of a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> A vulva, a vulva, and it's sent around the school, um, and it's awful, and I think everyone has a story about something like that happening at their school, and it's, it's first of all... Do I, they? I Do they? The, oh, God, Because they yeah. weren't
1: mobile phones when I was
2: at school. Oh, my, at my school, really? there was, yeah, there were yeah. a few, and actually, what was so great about that episode is that very clearly... um Otis is like, well, that's illegal. So that you can actually t- take that to the police. And yes. I think that was a great reminder for everyone of like, actually, this is illegal. Yeah. Um, it's not just oh my god, what an unfortunate event. It is actually illegal. But anyway, yes, this vagina picture is sent around the school as a kind of um, revenge plot by someone. Revenge it's, porn. It's yes, it's sent from well, which it's, is horrendous. It's and it's, it's a thing. Yeah, mm. and it's actually another girl who sends that who leaks the picture of her Mm. friend because Mm. her friend has kind of been bullying her for a number of years and it's this act of kind of madness Mm. where she goes fuck it right if you don't apologize Mm. for what you've done Mm. for being a bitch i'm gonna reveal the rest of this photo with your face on it and all this Mm. stuff so it's this whole episode is trying to figure out which guy sent this picture around and and it turns out that it was very close to home and it was any the best friend but anyway it ends up Cl- climaxing in this scene in the <laughs> assembly where the head teacher is basically saying this is illegal and it's wrong and all the girls end up standing up and claiming that it's their vagina yeah. and that it's theirs and so that the the person whose vagina is, it's never actually, no one knows whose it is because basically every girl in the school stands up and well, says it, it's their vagina it com- and some of the boys do as well. And it completely
1: blockbus any shame attached to mm. to it
2: makes I me just, cry that scene yeah, so yeah me too much. <laughs> it, it makes it, me yeah it, it makes, makes me when i saw that back messy. it was it was the scene in the whole series that really mm. got to did me did you because,
1: identify with it those have you had periods in your life where you feel like other people have been shaming you
2: oh my god yes mm. when i i've had i think what we were talking about before about what you were saying about that stuff when you're when you're sexually charged but you feel wrong f- you feel like some kind of harlot. Mm. And because there's all this kind of language around women who are sexual being sluts mm. and mm. slags. I mean, mm. all those horrendous words that just fly about at school mm. in the mm-hmm. common room. like. And so I was very scared and I I took a while to... And I had I actually had a great experience having sex for the first time because mm. I had a, a really nice, lovely boyfriend who's kind of like top heavy Steve in the show. But... Um, <laughs> Then, after that, I'd done a lot of kind of repressing, 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 and and it came out sideways. Eventually, it just came out in this huge kind of, my first year of drama school, I was away from home, and it was just like, right, and I broke up with my boyfriend, who I'd been with for three years, like, since I was 16 or whatever, and I was just like, right, this is it now. I can fucking go for it. I can do everything. Mm. But it, it made me... Because I wasn't actually confident... I wanted these things. I wanted to have lots of experiences with different people. But because I was scared, I would do them drunk. So right. it would be, okay... Yeah. and Because there was so much shame around it. It's like, okay, well, it's great, though. Because after you've had five drinks, yeah. you don't really feel that shame. Mm. You don't really feel that, like, inherited shame. Mm. So it would end up being that I would have to be drunk to have sex. And mm. I would have to be drunk... To kind of excuse it, because it would mm. be like, oh my god, you had sex with blah blah blah. Well, yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, I always mm. had the excuse for yeah, I was drunk, and it. I think it's so. Around that time, I definitely felt a lot of people, and unfortunately, and I hate to say it, but a lot of other women mm. like really judging shaming you. and judging mm. me. And I understand that. I, I wish it had come out as concern mm. from some. From some people, it did come out as concern from some friends it came out as is are you doing this because you want to do mm, this mm. or is this turned into something else now has this turned into you've got a reputation and you're basically now trying to uphold it it was like a mm. really uncomfortable comfort zone it was like i've i've done this now i've mm. kind of made a name yes. for myself so i may as well just be that to the utmost degree yeah. and and even though i'm actually Not that sexually... it's And that's why I related to Amy so much, that you see this person who you think, God, she's so sexually confident for her age, and she's whipped off her clothes, she's completely naked, and she's having a blast. But actually, it's coming from the complete wrong place. And it became this thing of, like... It was like, if someone didn't want to have sex with me, then there was something wrong with me. Why why is no one trying to get with me tonight? Why is no one... Paying attention, Funny to though, me.
1: isn't it? When you're younger, this kind of like desire or need to pigeonhole ourselves, like it, it goes as you get as you get older. I think that you know your experience of um, becoming labelled as someone who was sexually active in your first year at drama school. Equally, I've had people tell me stories of being the one that is not sexually exactly, active and not yeah. being able to break out of that.
2: Yeah.
1: What What was your experience like, Tanya? What was your um with growing up? I suppose really teenage years or coming into did you have any shaming or, or um
0: well I kind of was always I was in a relationship from like the age of 16 15 actually you? for about 5 years ah. so I and then I kind of went on a thing of I was just in constant monogamous relationships I just kind of would fall out of one and into the other and um so yeah I kind of was that was I didn't have that Period until much later, of just kind of like, but I, I think what you just said, Amy, was so interesting of like, um, feeling if you if you if there's this kind of thing, and I battled with it a, a lot when I was younger of like, you feel super you, you're sexually charged, mm. and so you think, oh, well, I must be I must be a slut or mm, whatever yeah. because I want to have sexual time, mm. but you but you're not, and like, mm. I didn't, um, and whether even if you were, it wouldn't matter, but I kind of had that thing of like i want i want to have sex so like so much with you know whoever i want Mm. but like also i'm terrified of that Mm. so i kind of stayed in very very safe Mm. relationships Mm. where you kind of you have sex with that one person and that is you know monogamous and it's it just it was safe whereas it wasn't until i got older where i was like i don't don't know if that's what i want Mm. now and but it's um, we can get so
2: stuck, can't we? Yeah, because
0: we're not yeah. tall. even in within
1: long term relationships. I think we can get so
2: stuck. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to pick one. It, yeah. We have to play yeah. one character. Yeah. Yeah. You're either. I know that virgin's out there, but, but I'm just going to use it because it's the right word for this yeah. context. You, you're either the virgin, <laughs> the or person the who hasn't had sex yeah. yet. Yeah. There's no middle ground. Yeah, the yeah. person who hasn't had sex for the first time, or,
0: <laughs> or the whore. Yeah. There's no.
2: Yeah. We're not told that there can be a middle ground. Like yeah. we're not told that actually it can be a woman who enjoys sex, but you know, maybe doesn't have it constantly. I mean, and doesn't want
0: to have sex I, with lots of I different partners. Exactly. Maybe just wants to have sex with one person. Or you can, yeah, totally.
2: Like play the part, play a role. You've got to
0: play yeah, that one yeah. thing. I think
1: that is one of the things that I've just realized or remembered, which is you referenced Amy about your character, but it's true of all of them. The first episode that I watched, I was like, mm, these feel like stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And then it's shaken up so much and it actually is a real mirror to us. that that as TV and film watchers we have been completely dependent on stereotypes Mm -hmm. we're like right I get who that person is because they fit into that category and Mm -hmm. what your series does is it totally shakes it up and throws it on its head and every single being within it is broken apart and then starts to find who they really are which is going to make me cry I just think it's amazing (laughs) Season 2 you are currently filming can you tell us anything at all?
2: No (laughs) I feel like I feel like we can hint, can't we? I, I don't know. Is, <laughs> Is it, it going to go deeper? It goes a lot. <laughs> yeah. It goes a lot yeah. deeper. And all that stuff about, you know, the label... You know, because by the end of the first series, you've really just kind of... The- all those stereotypes and archetypes have just been deconstructed. Yeah, or They're beginning to really, like... That was the characters that they were... those. Teenagers were all playing to stay comfortable and to and, stay safe, and
1: all of us human beings assume yes. we need
2: in order to understand exactly. the world. Not everyone in boxes, yeah. And I think this season, even more so, the boxes are like ripped up and like burnt, and yeah. it's kind yeah. of really explores the uh, the the uh, multifaceted human life. Oh, I'm so excited!
1: <laughs> yes. I'm so sad because we've run out of time. I've got one last question for you both. If your vagina could speak today or at any time in your life, it doesn't have to be today. If your vagina could speak, what would it say to you, Tanya?
0: Do you have an answer locked and loaded?
2: I think today it would be like, ugh, (laughs) fuck's sake, Amy. (laughs) But most days I think it's like, love you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For treating me better in recent (laughs) years. (laughs) Let's not do that other thing again.
0: Um, oh, what would she say? What would you say, mate? Um, I think she'd say thanks. I think she's pretty happy. Yeah. She'd say thanks for being good to me. Yeah. And not fucking any arseholes anymore. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can
1: tell you that there are vaginas all over the world thanking you two and the writers and the producers and the makers of sex education for absolutely transforming the way that we perceive bodies sex being relationships it's an amazing thing you're doing and i'm and i'm really proud of you and i hope you're proud of yourselves oh, oh, thanks. thanks for coming on the happy vagina thanks for listening everyone i hope you found the episode enlightening and empowering And a mega thank you to our sponsors today, Kindred. Kindred has the capacity to make a huge difference in the way we give, as every transaction made will benefit a charity of your choice. So get downloading at www.kindred.co. That's www.kindred.co. Kindred, share what you love.